Hey everybody, it's Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game. And about ready to embrace a life without sound effects. I guess they're turning those off in Google Hangouts next week. So we'll put our hands together to welcome friend of the pod, fam of the pod, Jay Devlin. How you doing, Jay? I'm great, man. I'm back. Bummed I missed uh, earlier in the week with uh, the Hebrew Hammer who rose from the ashes like a phoenix to uh, to a, what a second place finish last week. Yes, and talk all that ish and not submit a call sheet. Well played, Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> yeah, well played. That's very Hebrew Hammer of him. But uh, totally different week this week than last week. Totally different. And uh, a pretty fun week. I think a week like this is why this game can be fun. And as my man the Roan said in the chat, quoting me, I love being quoted, Ed, because I'm a fucking narcissist. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> this week, the game will be won in the margins. There you go. All right. Well, let's dive into these margins, damn it. <laughs> See what people are thinking. And you did, and you mentioned in our pre in our pre-show chat that there was a basic strategy going on. Now, were you part of this basic strategy? Because if so, then let's take a look at your I think show. so. I, th I think the basic strategy was this. I'm not saying it wasn't four or five movies, but it was Fate of the Furious okay. and both of the uh, Born in China actors. Interesting. I kind of stumbled onto that, I, and I went with it, but I didn't know if anyone else had seen that. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of. I think that was the basic strategy. You took those three, so it's it's basically a seven movie week this week okay. in cinema draft. Oh wow, and, and then, man, that's and, pretty big. We're usually used to value clustering around a few, you know, top movies or or top of their release type movies. So it's a seven movie. Oh, are you saying it's a seven slot week? Is what you're it's saying? A seven, seven slot week is. Oh, I, I think you. you need those three. If yes. you don't have those three, you probably can't win. But if you, once you have those three, then it's who picked seven movies better than the other guy. And right. all these movies are so grouped together this week as far as projection goes. It's kind of fun. Then at that point, you're kind of just looking at who's in what movie, who do you think is a bigger star, which is kind of what the game is all about anyway. It's not about looking at a projection and having like the computer tell you who to pick. You know, you, you <laughs> at least not yet we know uh, yeah. uh it's funny because in our spreadsheet days jay uh jay bird would just kick my ass he won we had like 10 week seasons and he won all four seasons just ran away with this shit and I, it was kind of frustrating but I, I was also very curious like, i was like how did you do what you did so i had a, a, a I, before i had a podcast i just did like a video interview with him and he told me that he basically you know made or, or figured out some sort of like um, optimizer or whatever and just kind of went at it. And it was easier because he was dealing just with the spreadsheet back then. He's And he's been uh, he's been campaigning to have, you know, downloadable CSV files, which we will get to, you know, someday. Uh, but mm -hmm. it was just very funny because he basically did like his version of an optimizer and that's why he kept kicking my ass. So we're, I mean, I can see a future where that's probably possible part of the game, but you also have to feel the zeitgeist and, you know, and it's, it's, it's a little Absolutely. bit different than players with historical, you know, averages and stuff when you're dealing with unique movies every week. There's a little, I like to think there's a little artistry still involved in, in almost everything in life. It's not all been figured out by an algorithm. So I, let, let me let me let me rephrase real quick. It it actually is a six movie week this week because okay. there's only one platform movie. Ah, so, good point. Yes. So every, every, I, I apologize for that. So everybody has either Han, Anne Hathaway or uh, whoever Hathaway. the other. You know, who, somebody has a headliner from Colossal is the point. So it's actually a six movie week, not a seven movie week. Yeah, good good point. And actually, that was that kind of threw us for a loop because so I didn't. 
so I, before I look out usually about three or four months in advance and, you know, kind of line up all, uh, all potential movies we could put into the talent pool. Uh, and I try to get a gauge of like what their release pattern is. Sometimes box office mojo helps you and tells you sometimes they don't. And with something like free fire, they didn't really say what they expected the, you know, the release to be, I didn't know if it was going to be on a lot of screens. So I just kind of assumed it was going to be platform because it seemed like a smaller movie. It seemed, I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun, but it seemed like a smaller movie. So I assumed it was going to be platform for it to jump out on, on a thousand and seventy screens was, it was kind of a shock. So I was kind of caught my pants down a little bit. I mean, you can't, I mean, you could, I guess you could throw in Citizen Jane for some color, but there really wasn't any, you know, uh, platform movie that out there that I was really checking for. Uh, although I will say, uh, uh, Gamble twenty four seven DM'd me and he said that you know I was surprised you didn't have their finest out there and I said well I honestly couldn't find any kind of box office you know tracking for it as far as screen counts go so I just kind of stayed away from it I'm really trying to I mean I, what scares me more than anything these weekends is when I can't get uh, even like a ballpark screen count for something then I, I'm afraid it might fall off like slam a jam there's nothing worse than a min price or, or a min value uh, or not I min mean, a min scored movie throwing everyone's, you know, calculus off. So, so I, I won't say, this, I won't even necessarily say it's my bad, because at least we have a representative from the platform release. This just kind of harkens back to the spreadsheet days when, you know, it was when I only had, when I didn't have a site and I was dealing with 15 movies around, you know, the, around the trappings of a, <clears throat> of a nine to five job, 10 to six job, whatever. And I just had to keep things, you know, super simple. And sometimes we just have, you know, one movie and a release type. So this is, this is a throwback week, definitely a throwback week. Love it. Annie Hathaway's. All right. So, so yeah, so your call sheet, just for the listeners at home, uh, has, has uh, it's Dwayne. The, headliner dude, it's, it's, the be- it's the Bennigan's appetizer sampler, man. It's what it is. It's a sampler <laughs> platter. I got some wings. I got some fucking, I got some, uh, I got some mozzarella sticks. I got a potato skin. You know, I got a, <laughs> a, a little bit of everything going on in here. Um, I'm usually a fan of just stacking one movie and just kind of riding it out. But sure. in this case, this is a 10 headliner week. I think yes. you needed to have 10 headliners. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because all these movies are all between like 2 million and like 3.7 million. They're right. all so close that it's a waste of time to not have a headliner from a movie. So, yeah, that's a good point. And that's, and that's one thing I was thinking about when I was uh, constructing my strategy. I was thinking like in, in, in pure points, in, in cinema draft points, what will these things do generally? And sometimes you're know, using box office, you know, pro as a template, but not necessarily as gospel. Because I honestly think that gifted is, is way too low. I, I think it's going to be closer to four and a half to five million. It's, yeah, it's I on. That. that shocked me how low that was. I, I faded it, I think, a little bit. I, I think I did in the free feature presentation, and I, I'm not happy I did. Yes. I think you're 100% right about that. And, and so if you're looking at just raw points, and, and so they, they're so Box Office Pro is projecting 2.7 million for the weekend, which is just it's just patently false. I mean, we can do we can go back to the uh, we can go back to last weekend where uh, it's per screen average, and obviously we know we're, we're now uh, a lot more well versed on on how uh, these per screen averages kind of flatten out as movies expand. But on its per screen average, you know, Gifted was at 2,600. Let's say it goes down to, to 2,000 and it widens out to 1,986 screens. You're looking at almost 4 million, 3.97. So in, in, in raw points, you're looking at 7.94 points. And as a headliner, that's, that's 11 points for your, your top two actors. So, so just looking at stuff like that, I kept thinking in raw points, what are these all going to, 
to game out as. I was tempted. Oh, I, I was almost tempted to even ro- to even roster some Unforgettable as much as I hate that movie. But I honestly think that this nine million might be a shade too high. This sucker could, can kind of crawl into seven point five million, and Hollywood will be wringing its hands over you know stuff they should have foreseen. Yeah, but, is just but you terrible. priced it to move though. That's the whole point. I mean, I, like, know, I, I get I what know. you're saying about fading <laughs> that movie. I don't. I don't think that movie is going to be fantastic either. But you priced it so far below uh, Boss Baby and Beauty and the Beast, it was almost like, well, why not just throw both headliners in, take your 11 points, even if it does 7.5 or whatever, and move on with your day. Right. And also, I was a little prideful because I, I, I did, there were a couple times where I thought about messing with some unforgettable, but I was like, you know what? I ragged on the movie so hard, there's no way I can justify putting it on my call sheet. So that might be my my fatal flaw this week, just you know, ignoring the obvious. But so here's my call sheet. And like you said, I and I kind of and I worked my way up this weekend or uh, like I want to do. I started the background talent and just kind of kept going, you know, up in stakes, figuring out, you know, as I went along. And this is kind of like what I figured out was the best strategy, somewhere around the thirty dollar uh a key grip, which is basically like you said, it's a uh, Fade the Furious headliner, Vin Diesel, the headliner stack from Born in China, which, mm-hmm. and you know, once again, I mean, this is one of those weird, you know, hinky type of uh, weekends because Born in China is a documentary. It stars all pandas, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the only actors of note are two voiceover artists, uh, John Krasinski for the American version and Zhu Zun for the Chinese version. And because it's it's going to make an impact in the box office, it is Earth Day weekend. So I figured we got to throw it in there. These Earth Day movies actually tend to do pretty well. This five million might be a shade low, to be honest with you. It's going to so. be hundred percent owned. I mean, everybody. I mean, if you don't have those two movies in, you can't win this week. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, bold call. And at, at, at a limited, you know, release type on fifteen hundred something screens, I mean, you're basically looking at you know ten to twelve points starting off, plus a headliner bonus of you know to to sixteen point eight, you know, seventeen points. So. Real quick, let's talk about your strategy real quick. So you you have two actors who are not headliners, right? Yes, I stacked stacked Gifted because I thought that at at just under 2,000 screens, keeping it a limited release, I think that that's going to be the play there. I think that it's it's wildly undervalued. um, So let's say what what do you think it's going to do? Like even like top end, you said like 3.9, right, was your – that, that that that's my realistic um, count. I I think top end it could do, it could it could do four point five. So mm-hmm. let's split the difference. Say four. Why not just then? Why not just take two headliners from like a movie like Free Fire or a movie like The Promise, which are projected to do slightly better than Gifted, which they won't do any like they won't do exponentially worse, but get the headliner bonus. So it so if we take them at their works, I honestly have no idea like what the promise is going to do because it it I, this is this is a movie which I honestly think is way too wide for its own good. I don't see where the the audience is for this movie. And I only say that because it's I mean it's historical fiction which you know isn't terrible. I actually saw Lost City of Z last night, which is pretty good, um, and that's historical fiction. But it's shot and distributed like. Uh, a, a, an elevated art house movie, you know, and and that's kind of where you know if the if the promise had been on like 450 to 700 screens, I I would have been all over it. at 
2,000 something screens, it's going to die a very hard death. It's about the Armenian extinction in and like 1900s Ottoman Empire, and I just don't see outside of you know those you know those uh, uh, niche communities in the United States. I don't understand where they're going to get their audience from, even with an attractive cast like Christian Bale and and yeah, box office box office. That's a hundred million dollar movie. I mean, that's not like some like fly by night movie they shot in somebody's backyard. I mean, that's got star power. It's got money behind it. I, I promise you, it's not theater. even. A, I promise you, it's not even a fifty million dollar movie. It's probably. Yeah, actually, I thought I saw a headline that said that said Christian Bale's hundred million dollar movie is going to fail. Oh, if they, oh, I mean, and honestly, it's funny because I was, I was seeing like some more ads about it. If the, it, and it could be. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, it looks like a million bucks, but the way it's being, you know, the God, there's no. Yeah, we have no idea what the budget is. If it is a hundred million, I wouldn't be surprised because it looks like a million bucks. That no period pieces can you can do it on either the real cheap or you can do it really expensive. And it seemed like there's some explosions. So it seems like that could be on the expensive end. But I honestly don't see how it could how anyone greenlit that much money for that movie when it's not going to do what we think it's going to do. I mean, 90, it's... 90, the promise directed by Terry George. Uh, yeah. $90 million budget. Oh my Lord. Someone's losing their job over that. I promise you. Someone is losing their damn job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But that's my point. So it's a 90, like it can still tank, but mm-hmm. do 3 million. I mean, it, it's, you okay, so it's 90, 3 million wide release times bottom, and that's bottom barrel 3 million. All right. right, but then that's only four point two points of the headliner bonus. But that's still, still more than that's still more. You're still getting more points than gifted. No, than you're not because gifted at limited. If if I'm if we're saying if we're doing four limited, aren't they? No, no. The promise is on two. This is this is why I steer clear of the promise because this motherfucker is on two thousand screens, twenty two hundred fifty one screens. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is right. this is the studio equivalent of a slamma jamma. This shit yeah. is open wide. Someone owed someone a favor. Someone, you know, I don't know what happened there. Maybe it was part of a Vandy deal on Christian Bale at some studio. I don't know. But this thing is going to flop. It's going to flop hard on a wide release. I, like I said, if this was even limited, I might have given it a shot. It's a wide release. That's why I'm steering way clear of it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You're 100 percent right about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna. I mean, so I so I figured gifted. I mean, so if we're looking at at our wide our our limited releases, Born in China is probably gonna lead the way on pure box office. I don't know what this is. Another one, Phoenix Forgotten. I have zero buzz. I I've seen maybe one or two commercials, if that, and I watch a ton of TV. I mean, Free Fire is gonna outperform Phoenix Forgotten. But Born in China is gonna be your leader, and then I think Gifted's gonna be like you know tucked in about a million behind it because it, it, look at all those screens. I mean, for a limited release, this is probably one of the highest limited releases. We've ever seen so yeah absolutely it's gonna, it's gonna i mean it's not gonna necessarily you know uh crush at the box office but at, if if there's 4.2 which basically is 8.4 points you know and then your headliner bonus of 40 percent you're gonna you're gonna get almost 12 points you know for your two headliners and then and then almost nine points for the non-headliners so this to me was like a, a clear a, a clear uh, choice over something like, say, The Promise. I wanted nothing to do with The Promise. I honestly thought it was over-released. It's too wide for its own good. It's going to flop hard, and someone's going to lose their job. <laughs> yeah, but if, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, I only have one guy from The Promise, and it was because I had, like, 5,700 left. And I could get a headliner from it. And if it's, you know, at 5,700, if you're getting a, a top seven movie that does, like, three million, I mean, it, you can do worse than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, let's take a look at uh, Michael Volantes. He's uh, he's a, a big time supporter on social media and uh, a fairly recent addition to our group chat. Definitely check it out if you've yet to join and take part of the shenanigans. Same and it looks, like, 
Uh, he's ten, ten. He's got the. He has the Jay Devlin mandated ten headliner. Uh, uh, a mega stack. Uh, Ten headliners like, will win the feature presentation this week. Calling it now. He's calling it now. He's got. Uh, so unless I say otherwise, you know, a, a call sheet has a Fade the Furious headliner. All right. Let's put that as a given. Yeah. He also has the Born in China stack, unforgettable uh, stack. Which you know, I mean, I, I have that I as well. I mean, it's it's not it's not a bad look. I just no. wonder about the price at ninety five hundred, ninety two hundred. I just kind of wonder. If well, I where else that. would you spend the money? That's the point. You priced them. It was almost impossible to to fade them because you were getting <laughs> so much value at the bottom with like Free Fires and Born in China and Gifted. Like all these movies were sub eight thousand. Said fuck, just give me the number two or three movie for the week at ninety two hundred, ninety five with headliners. And because you have the money, you got money to burn. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, what, it's like all those calls, like here, all those lineups with Jerry and Grant this uh, tonight. It's good. You're all right. So twenty seven hundred locked in. Now you've got you know forty forty seven k left. It's like where do I spend the money? And again, I, I'm wrong in this game all the time. But here's my here's my question: okay. Why not have a headliner from Boss Baby? It's going to be number two. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason not to have a nine, the number two movie of the week at nine point five million, whatever it does, as a headliner. On a week you and, can afford anything, and I totally agree. And I actually have a couple calls. Like I started off with that construction. I think like my my background talent construction had Fate of the Furious, uh, Boss Baby, and like um, and and maybe actually I might I might have even had a I might have even squeak, squeaked in a Boss Baby stack. But I was I was really keen on getting a four pack of Gifted, <clears throat> and then I might have stumbled on a Born in China around like the the. Uh, the gaffer, the twenty dollar gaffer. But uh, to finish up uh, for people listening, um, uh, this call sheet: Michael Volante's got the, the unforgettable headliner stack. He's got the gifted headliner stack. He's got the free fighter, free free fire headliner stack, and he's got Jason Sudeikis from Colossal. And actually, Colossal, let's just talk, talk about that one real quick because it is our mandatory uh, platform release that you have to have. And what's interesting about this is that it's it's expanding by another hundred something, hundred thirteen screens. It's done pretty well per screen average uh, at, at the box office. Um, it's just really, it's, it's one of those ones where, actually, what, what, what did you do last weekend? I believe it did, last weekend, I believe it did like almost 5K per screen um, on 98 screens. For whatever reason, it's, it's gotten like really good reviews. People are still kind of checking for it. Um, yeah, 4,600. Let's just say it flattens out to, you know, worst case scenario, 3,500. And it's on 211 screens. You're looking at 738,000. That's seven points right there, pure raw. And then, and then you know, with the headliner bonus, you're almost at ten points. That's that's well, kind of exciting. So that's why headliner stacked yeah. colossal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you might be one of the few people who has two colossals. I know that that was my differentiator. I was like thinking, all right, yeah. this maybe put me a little out of vogue, but I think I'm gonna because no one people are gonna like take their headliner from colossal like eating their broccoli. It's fine, but I like broccoli. I put butter on it. I eat it up all the time, you know. So I'm I'm going back for seconds. Damn it, uh, ring balls. Let's take a look at ring balls real quick, and let's see if he is followed the pattern. Yes, he also has the 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 fate of the furious born in China. Th uh, Troika, I guess you'd say. He also has a headliner stack from Gifted. Head another ten headliner call sheet, Jay Devlin. Yeah, I, I, like I said, you got to have ten headliners. End of story. Yep. Colossal, unforgettable. 
uh, Free Fire, and then he even has a little Lost City of Z. Bless his heart. <laughs> um, it's just not, it's just not enough screens. But actually, you, you might be honest with me, Lost City of Z. I saw like a, a midnight screening. The theater was, I'd say, about maybe 40% full, even on a small theater. So, which is actually really good for a movie like this, which is two and a half hours long, historical fiction, into the heart of the jungle. It's just not an easy sell. Uh, and actually, let's end. We, well, so many re- returning faces. Welcome back, Smart Ash. We love you. Ring Balls 22. Also, I actually just look at your call sheet. Gamble 24/7. Actually, he is our returning champion. Our call sheet of the week. So let's take a, look, a quick look at his. Then we'll take a look at Drew Zod as a newcomer. Then we'll sign off. He also Gamble 24/7 has unforgettable headliner stack. Uh, he does the Born in China as well. Free Fire headliner stack. Oh, he actually has got three actors from, from Unforgettable. Okay, put his money. He put his money where his belief is, and then Gifted, non-headliner. Interesting. This one's got potential. I just think it'll be interesting to see how closely scored to your what you said the the, the optimal strategy was this week with the the Troika plus also maybe getting in some. Uh, getting a, having a ten headliner stack because he also he doesn't have ten headliners he has eight and mm-hmm. and that 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 slight difference might be just enough to keep him outside of the top five in what's going to be once again a very tightly packed top of the top of the feature presentation ticket. Yeah, I mean here, here's a situation where if a movie like Free Fire goes like absolutely ape shit, mm-hmm. then you know he's going to make make up the difference of not having ten headliners by having both headliners to Free Fire. I haven't seen a lot of lineups, I don't think, with multiple free fire headliners. Yeah, a lot of a lot of call sheets, um, you know, have one. Going, going going different directions. But, <clears throat> but I will say this with Free Fire though, because it's getting a lot of love. Like people are it's super buzzy right now. And I and when I got to the theater last night, like you know, at midnight, I had a choice. I was like, okay, do I go for like a ninety minute, you know, shoot 'em up like Free Fire, which is probably really fun, or go for like the longer, drawn out Lost City of Z, you know, which is going to be emotional and and pretty. And then I, you know, I probably should go on Free Fire, but um, I, I did have a good time with Lost City of Z. I went for the longer, more drawn out one. It's a good, it's a good movie. Three reels, um, a really beautiful ending, and it looks like a watercolor painting by Bob Ross. <laughs> That's the kind of best way to kind of describe it. All right, so Drew Zod, newcomer, welcome, welcome to the fold, Drew Zod. And as a newcomer, he's bound to have a few newcomer mistakes, which is fine. Uh, he does though hone in on Fade the Furious headliner, so we got that correct. He has this is this is definitely a Benigan's platter because he has yeah he, he does have eight headliners, so that's that's uh, uh, a, a nuance that a lot of newcomers often overlook. But he's. He's got some movies that aren't going anywhere this week. Uh, going in style is just going to plateau around you know five or six million. It's too wide for its own good. Kong Skull Island has made its money. It's not making any more money. Uh, Logan headline from Logan. Logan's done. I mean that really should be platform by now. Jesus, just let that go, guys. And Fiends Forgotten is the wild card. Look, look, I've heard nothing about this movie. If this thing performs, we we all have egg on his face. But there's a reason why it's 5100. Wait, wait, what 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 does Jalen Rose like to say? He's open for a reason. He's open for a reason. He's with us. He with us. <laughs> Yes, Jalen Rowe. He's open for a reason. So there's a reason why Florence Hardigan as a headliner is 5100 because there's zero buzz on Phoenix Forgotten. But we could be wrong. That's the best part about this game. It's uh, well, first off, I I'm not gonna rip that because I have a Phoenix Forgotten in my lineup. Oh, so. was that a pure salary play with Stars and Scrubs construction? Oh, yeah, I mean 5100. I mean it, it it's projected to do two million. Is it really? Who are these yeah. people? 
Where, yeah. Who are these people? You're right, two million. Wow, who are these yeah. people? Sit so like 5,100 bare bottom, two million with a headliner? I'm fine with that. When yeah, like man. when Gifted is only projected to do an extra million above above that, no, there's yeah. nothing wrong with Feet Phoenix Forgotten at all. Well, well, great turnout again in the in, in the feature presentation. Big shout to JJ Eleven in her second week. Uh, the Roan, friend of the friend of the group chat. Nadine Harlem, my godmother's back. Welcome back. And my and mom, draft mom. She didn't submit a call sheet this week uh, in the feature presentation, but I do believe she's in the background talent. And we're just gonna make fun of G Nice. We had such good fun with them on the podcast. This what week. were your? Uh, I was a little jammed up this week. What What were your uh, three basketball movies you guys talked about in the pod? Oh, we had some we had some really good ones. So my three, it's, it's really funny how this went too, because we all thought we knew what the other ones was going to be, uh, and we were totally wrong. I can't believe people didn't see me coming with White Man Can't Jump. That's my second favorite movie of all time. It's I, I like that's number it, one. It, I mean, well, it's it's my number one basketball movie of all time, but it's my second favorite movie of all time. I mean, Boomerang, of course, takes the cake. But I'm just saying, I mean, I was I was actually ready to end my friendship with uh, G Nice because like, how do you not know that White Man Can't Jump is my number one basketball movie when it's my second favorite movie of all time? Of course, it's, yeah. it, it completes me. And so that was my that was my number one, I believe. Ke- uh, KG went second, our Chocolate Cardinal. He did. He did Hoosiers, which kind of surprised me. I thought he was just kind of punking Greg. Because why Greg... You, who, why, who, Hoosiers, after White Man Can't Jump, is the obvious choice. Well, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's not the obvious choice, but yeah. considering his sensibilities, I, have, I, I thought KG was going to go for what, of course, is the obvious number three, which is you know, Love and Basketball, which to me oh, is man. actually number two. Because I think Hoosiers, oh, I mean, Hoosiers is Stop great. Some parts it. of Hoosiers doesn't necessarily hold up, you know... Yeah. Like I would like it to. That's all I love Son of Lathan as much as the next guy, but that that is that movie is is whatever. That movie is May. No, no. To, and then, see that that and that, that'll fun. get you shot in in some corners. We we ride hard for love and basketball. Who's that's we? actually who's we. We we as in people as in <laughs> as in lovers of cinema and basketball but, movies. But if you're choosing awesome. three movies, three. That's it. I'm not saying love and basketball is not a good movie. It's fine. <laughs> Above the Rim is an exponentially better basketball movie than Love and Basketball is. Well, well, so and so that was the funny thing is that that was like my number three pick because I, I my my three were were uh, White Man Can't Jump um, because you know, as as per the the rules of the game like once someone picks a movie it's off the board so I couldn't you know do everything I liked but my, mine was mine was mine uh, no come on mine was White Man Can't Jump uh, he got game and then um, and then Above the Rim. Above the rim. <laughs> stop. Stop. Now you're trying to mock all us love and basketball people. Love. Do yourself uh, a favor. Do a, do a straw poll of your friends who, you know, I mean, you know, both male and female, and, and, and about love. And, ask them whether they enjoyed love and basketball more versus who's just, just give, tell what the results are. And, just, and here's the point the name of the movie is Love and Basketball. So basketball plays a backseat to love. That's a love movie. <laughs> I'll right. play for the, your the, heart. That's awesome. The, the total, the the name of the movie alone discounts it in my in my uh, in my career. He got game way better than Love and Basketball. Now, as okay, I, I will say this. I, and I, I now the basketball action in He Got Game. Sure, the basketball action in these movies. I mean, if you want to talk about pure basketball action, probably the the best basketball action is somewhere around like above the rim. I mean, you know that that's got well, some blue chips. Blue chips would be blue, blue chips. You're right. Blue chips. Yeah. They're actually playing. They're playing for real. I, I get that. But I mean, we're. I'm talking about as a complete movie, as a movie experience. I mean, there are people who. I mean, ba- love and basketball is on like the 
the, the, the top shelf of people's DVD collections, you know, like, like, like you know how people say, oh, you know, on, on their wall is, is Martin and Malcolm and Biggie. It, 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 love and Basketball is, is on yeah. the wall yeah, along stop. with Martin and Malcolm and Biggie for, for people who love just even films. I mean, it's just, it's just such a great, fun experience that we loved. And, I, and I, I'm totally biased because I saw Love and Basketball in a screening, in a rough cut screening, six months before it debuted. No one had heard of Sonali. I'd barely even heard of her. And I just fell in love with her. I, I had a I had a book at the time that was up, I was pushing called uh, Ever After the main character named Jasmine. And I, I saw her, I'm like, oh my God, she's my Jasmine. And I've been in love with her ever since. And she's timeless. She looks the exact same. It's not fair. It's just not fair. All right, well, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing two more out there and then I'm, I'm signing off. Two more. Okay. And I don't, again, I didn't listen to the pod. And I hope these were brought up. Hoop Dreams. Easily, yes, in the yes, top, that was, like that was a KG second one, yes. Yeah, and then KG's a genius. That's a great call because Hoop Dreams, phenom- might be the best basketball movie of all time. Honestly, it might be better than every other basketball movie ever made. And the last and, one. And at, and at this point, I thought that KG seriously was just punking Greg because Greg's from Chicago, and he basically took the two Midwest movies off the board for Greg. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> but then, but then there's the movie, the timeless movie, that whenever this movie is on TV, I always end up watching it. Regardless of where it is, the great, the legendary Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf, let's go. Let's go. Teen Wolf, unbelievable movie. Ridiculous in every way possible, but fantastic basketball movie. Teen Wolf was brought up. Now, of the two people remaining, who do you think brought it up? You. No, no, it was no. I told you my three. I said I it, it, it was it was G nice, of course. Okay. The cultural misanthrope, the age the agent provocateur. Of course, he brought up Teen Wolf, and he rode hard for it. He made a very full throat defense. I, I you can hear me sighing the entire it. time. I respect it. Teen Wolf is a. What is wrong with Teen Wolf? What a great movie. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you should if if you get a chance, you should probably watch that pod instead of because we were bringing up some of these pictures and stuff. It was just like we, we were just like kind of like dumbstruck at like at like how that. I mean, it, it works obviously. You know, the '80s were a very strange and wonderful time, but my God, yes, that it was definitely brought up. And you nailed it. You nailed all the ones you mentioned were ones that were mentioned and had oh, fairly good. solid defenses. It was pretty. Funny. How about Fast Break with Gabe Kaplan? Was that brought up? Uh, you know, we ran. I mean, I think it was alluded to, but it was not an official oh, question. No. Right, you guys covered them all. All right, let's well, get we had, we had, I mean, between the three of us, we had nine films, so you know, was, and we had to kind of keep it moving. Those those pods are always fun, but they do take forever because we're always going to cultural cul de sacs. You'd like that when we didn't we went to cultural cul de sacs and The Wire and um uh, and and billions. And I kept saying, oh man, I hope Jay Devlin jumps on because you know we're talking billions now. And it was it was it was billions, a good time. Billions throwing a perfect game. They're having like the Pedro Martinez like two thousand four. Red Sox season. The, the mean, Empire Strikes Back yeah. of its franchise so far. Of its season, yes. It's been outstanding. Well, thanks a lot, Jay Devlin. We've taken up too much of your time. I know uh, we know you're a little ailing this week, so definitely get well soon. Um, plug your ish, man. What's going on with Mostly Sports? You on this yes, week? Mostly Sports. We, uh, we moved times. Now we're on live Mondays at noon, 12 to oh. 2. So, like, we're reaching way more people. And so oh. doing a nighttime show on Tuesday nights, which is awesome. So Mondays live, iHeartRadio, UBN Radio. And catch us on iTunes, you know, Facebook Live, all that bullshit. So, most sports. Okay, I'm 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 very excited for that. Uh, check Jay Devlin out. Mostly sports, the a live. So, that, you guys are doing two shows a week now, or just the, the no one? one show a week? We just moved times. We were doing Tuesday okay. nights. We wanted to get gotcha. more exposure, want more interaction with our uh, our listeners, and figured if we move to a daytime show, a little drive time, it would be better. So. 
Well, this hell, I mean, I should, first Monday show. By then, I'll, I'll, you know, see if I can't jump on and and give you all some shit in the chat. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Love it. Sounds like a good time. And for us, Cinema Draft, go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Send your friends there. Send your friends of friends to sign up. Follow us on all of our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. Our corporate blog is medium.com slash at cinemadraft. And subscribe at iTunes and YouTube and SoundCloud and wherever you find your fine podcasts. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. And it's a glorious weekend. We know it's bright outside. We know it's sunny. We know it's pool season. At least it is over at Cinema Draft headquarters. But still, why don't you go see a movie or something?